hello and welcome back to Not Just Paleo. I'm your host, Evan Brand. Thanks for tuning in again. It's awesome to have you here. We're talking with Dr. Samuel Milham today, a medical doctor who's the author of the book called Dirty Electricity and the Diseases of Modern Civilization. This is a mind-blowing episode. You're going to hear a couple golden nuggets, like a couple key sentences that are going to absolutely just blow your mind, especially the one about the diesel generators and how it's affected the soldiers across the planet. So amazing stuff. I almost had to stop and be like, are you serious? But I didn't. You know, Of course, I try to let the guests get their points across so I don't mess up their train of thought. But anyway, today we're going to be talking about dirty electricity. The EMF episodes have been very popular. This is another one for the books here to really educate you on what's going on and, of course, educate myself. So we're talking about dirty electricity, how cancer and asthma and brain fog and many other things are linked to this. Uh, smart meters and what they do, the differences between them and the old school meters, and then how you actually can make your home safe. So if you're interested in taking action after this episode, which you should be if you're not, you're probably crazy, then go to notjustpaleo.com slash drmilham, M-I-L-H-A-M, and you can get all of the filters and the other information to get his book. His book's three bucks. So you can come to my page and buy it there. So thanks for tuning in, and let's get into it. All right. I'm back here with Samuel Milham, who wrote a book called Dirty Electricity that I was really interested in, and I haven't got the chance to read yet, but hopefully we're going to get into that today. So, uh, Dr. Milham, can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Okay, I'm a 82-year-old, uh, well, see, I guess I'm 82 now, yeah, 32, that's right, 82. I had a birthday, I can't keep track of them, <laughs> they pile up. And uh, I'm a physician, epidemiologist, I worked uh, in state health departments and uh, universities for uh, lots of years and retired uh, about 25 years ago, but uh, I've been very, very interested in uh, in the association between electricity, our electrical grid system, and uh, and disease. And finally, I wrote a book about it a few years ago called Dirty Electricity, which tells the whole sad but exciting story. So you know what's going on, and you can you know what's causing disease. You can ultimately prevent it. That's why I wrote the book. Yeah, so you wrote a few papers, too, that I was looking at, one that was talking about dirty electricity, chronic stress, neurotransmitters and disease but i guess before we get to that because that's really awesome where when you were a physician were you working in anything that had to do with dirty electricity or when did you start finding well, no, this connection no, I get onto dirty, dirty electricity well the dirty electricity stuff uh, happened quite by accident i started well the first electrical connection to disease that i i was aware of was uh Oh, and I moved to Washington State to take the job I retired from in 1968. One of the first things I did here was uh, I started uh, coding the, the death records to occupation. Well, the reason I did that was before I left New York State, where I had worked before, and then and University of Hawaii in between, I did, did a couple studies that showed uh, uh, new occupational associations to certain kinds of cancers, like uh, Hodgkin's disease was associated with woodworking and and uh, 
and there were some other associations. But uh, I wanted to systematically exploit the occupational information on the death certificate. Uh, so I looked at all, all causes of death and all occupations for men in Washington State. Uh, spent a year coding the death records because uh, it's not done routinely. It wasn't done then. And uh, it is now because uh, automated in the state. And one of the things that turned out up was, uh, well, first of all, the expected associations turned up, like pilots die in plane crashes, electricians get electrocuted, and, okay, my guest is coming so I can open the door and the dog won't bark. And so and pilots die in plane crashes, as I said, and, and all the, the other, all the other, uh, um, Non-accidental associations are, 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 were also evident in the data set, like asbestos insulation workers die of uh, die of uh, asbestosis and pleural mesothelioma. But the thing that was really interesting was we found a bunch of new ones, and the most interesting one to me was that leukemia and non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and brain cancer seemed a lot more common in any occupation that had an intuitive connection with electricity. Yeah, well, that's pretty pretty scary, but interesting. Yeah, well, it was interesting, and then then it kind of sat there for a long time. But uh, then I, the one cancer I thought that could show us a whole lot about what was going on would be childhood leukemia. It's a cancer, and it happens at very young ages, so there isn't a whole lot of time for them to be exposed to anything that's going to cause their cancer. See, so so. Um, so what I did was uh, another thing about childhood leukemia that serendipitously I came across a paper by uh, Court Brown and Dahl, which showed that uh, the major leukemia of childhood is called uh, acute lymphoblastic leukemia, and it's got a very interesting age peak. It happens mostly in kids age two, three, and four. Okay, and they showed that this peak was new. They went back through U.S. vital registration death records and showed that uh, that this peak wasn't there in 20s, and then it came on in the 30s and 40s for whites only, and then later later in the blacks. So when I saw that, I said, "Oh, that's got to be a perfect thing to study." And uh, and then almost the same time I found that paper, I, I ran across another paper showing that uh, that. It, what it was was the time trend of electrification in the U.S. and and Edison started electrifying New York City in uh, in 1882 with the DC system and then he went AC later. But the thing that's really interesting to me was this time trend showed the cities, the cities and all the cities in the world had electricity uh, almost at the turn of the century. I looked at. Most of the big cities by 1905, almost all of them had it. Farms in this country didn't get electricity until the mid-50s. So you had half a century. We had two big populations covered by death records in this country, uh, one of which was electrified, one of which wasn't. So I thought I'd try to exploit, exploit that difference. And, and uh, so I did the childhood leukemia study first. And the, basically we looked at all the kids who died of childhood leukemia by single years of age. Uh, for 1920, 30, 40, and, and, and we did incidence rates, mortality rates, by uh, 
by single year of age. And sure enough, what we saw was uh, that that uh, the peak advanced over time. It started seeing, being available apparent in U.S. data around 1920. You can see it in 30, 40, 50, and it kept getting higher and higher. And the most interesting thing was if I looked at the at the state electrification data, that predicted whether the, there was going to be a high leukemia rate. In other words, the childhood leukemia rate was directly, the death rate was strongly correlated with uh, the percent of, of residences in that state that had uh, electric grid service from the utility. And if you were out in the countryside, you didn't have the problem. And even today, childhood leukemia is not of uh, this type, uh, with the age peak, is not apparent in places without out the grid, like sub-Saharan Africa or places in, in India, rural India and rural China. They don't have it. And, uh, and, and, and another group that doesn't have it are the, the Amish, who live in this country without electricity. So, but when I was doing a, a leukemia study, I noticed that, hey, it wasn't just leukemia, it was all the causes of death. So then they did the formal study of uh, looking at all causes of death, uh, including suicide, accidents, and all the cancers, and showed that they indeed had the exact same association with residential electrification uh, as, as uh, childhood leukemia did. I mean, that, that's a mind-blowing deal. I mean, but it's, it's saying that, hey, can't... Cancer is, is not is an environmental disease, and uh, and, and electricity is the main environmental cause of it. Of course, nobody wants to believe that, and I couldn't believe it myself. But then, now we're up to about not 2004. I moved to California and the, for winters, and the first winter I was there, there was an article in a newspaper about a cancer cluster in the school. Now, I've done a lot of cancer cluster investigations over my many years in the business, and uh, but I did this one, and uh, this one showed that the cancer rates in the teachers, uh, this, is, now this is not death, this is little, uh, the new cases, incident cases, was predictable by uh, the dirty electricity measured in the classroom outlets. It just happened that I hooked up with a guy who had a meter that measured this business, and uh, and it wasn't the magnetic fields that people have been looking at for 30 years as as being the carcinogen. There is an association between magnetic fields and and cancers, especially leukemia in kids. But it's it's a weak association, like double and triple the expected rates. But the dirt electricity levels were like 10, 15 times higher than you would have expected them based on that exposure. So that basically wraps up why I wrote the book. Yeah, I saw that. You wrote that. <clears throat> that was in the American Journal of Industrial Medicine. I looked at that study, and that's crazy. So I guess my first question is, can we safely deal with electricity? Is it only dirty electricity that's bad? Is there a way to have electricity in well, the modern uh, world safely? Well, I, well, I, I think uh, well, I think in a word, I think there's got to be a way. To, if we can put men on the moon and we can do all the stuff we do, it's certainly uh, – we can certainly find ways of making electricity safer. I don't know if we can make it completely safe. Look, at, we're electrochemical beings. You think of EEG, EKG, EMG. You know, all, our whole body works on electricity, and, and we evolved over the millennia with natural electricity. 
that is the, the Earth's core is a, uh, is a big liquid magnet. So we had, had the Earth's magnetic field, which is a static field, makes the compass go north and south. And every 10,000 years, it changes poles. We're, the Schumann resonances, that's, these are weak 10 hertz signals uh, that, that are in space, basically from lightning strikes. Then there's the cosmic uh, rays and the solar wind, you know, to give us the aurora borealis. So we, there are our electrical exposures. And I think the Schumann resonances are, uh, are the reason why we've evolved the brainwave at 10, 10 hertz, 10 cycles a second. And uh, so anyway, you know, so there's, there's natural electricity. All this man-made stuff is overlaps with the stuff we evolved with, and I think it's messing us up big time. And, and I think it causes cancer. And one of the, the things it causes that just blew my mind was that it's strongly associated with suicide and depression. You know, and and, and then now we got all this new stuff. The microwave start with the microwave ovens in World War II, radar ranges they were called. We've got this, all this Wi-Fi and wireless and cell towers, and it's all bad. But I think the worst of it is the the kilohertz range stuff that has caused dirt electricity. I think the Russians weaponized it during World War II, so they, they knew what they were doing. So, But I know there are ways of filtering it out once it's there, but the best way is to develop a grid that doesn't have all this dirt electricity in it. And it's been getting worse ever since uh, the computers, because... Uh, when the computers came in, what happened is millions of them went into homes, and they're called a nonlinear load. They, they're not like a light bulb, which just takes electricity and sends it back. They, they, they put a high-frequency uh, electrical signals into the return currents, which the, you know, when electricity comes to your house through a wire, it goes back through, it used to go back through wires, but now almost all of it goes back through the ground. If you look at your local transformer on the telephone pole or power pole, the center tap of it's got a wire that runs to the earth. And uh, what's happened is utilities are dumping about 80% of the return currents into, into the earth to go back to the substation. What that, that's done is spread all this dirty electricity in our environments. It comes into your house through the air, through the grid, and through the ground pipes and metal water pipes in your house and uh, and the first people to get wise to it were the dairy farmers. They, they noticed uh, about 35 years ago that uh, depending on where they lived and how their farms were set up, their cows stopped giving milk. And, and my friend Stetzer and, and Marty Graham, uh, by studying the cows, found out that well, what they were responding to was this dirty electricity, the high-frequency transients. And uh, it's called electrical pollution is what the utilities call it. They, they named it dirty electricity. And there wasn't dirty electricity until we started having all these nonlinear loads like computers and other things that made this dirt. So it's our appliances that are causing a lot of the dirt. The other thing that causes it is, uh, is brush arcing at the generating stations. Edison had a terrible time with brush arcing with his DC generators, but they still have a problem. Most of the big generating stations have to machine their brushes uh, on a routine schedule or else they just make very dirty electricity. So anyway, uh, dirty electricity. Let me define it. It's uh, it's high voltage transients and and harmonics, which are multiples of sixty, which is the the which is the power frequency over here in Europe. It's fifty. So the harmonics will be sixty, one hundred twenty, etc. Times two, three, one eighty, two forty. Over in Europe, it'd be a 
100, 150, etc. And uh, a lot of harmonics and a lot of dirt in the wire in the line makes. Uh, well, first you can hear it on your radio. It's static on the AM radio. And that's one of the devices I use to when I go to houses to see where the dirt's coming from. Use the AM radio tuned off station, and where it howls, static. You know, you got a, a dirt electricity problem. And then we got other equipment, of course, oscilloscopes to to measure all of this. But uh, that's that's. But it, this is it's getting worse over time as we get more and more nonlinear loads, more junk, uh, and in our houses, uh, more things that interrupt the current flow. Anything that causes arcing and sparking. A major problem with it now is uh, that causes it. There's a big trend toward uh, developing. Uh, these things called uh, uh, variable frequency drives. In the old, old days, we had a motor, had a switch on or off or one or two speeds. Now they got these things that that they put on the motors, which you can very they they change the the frequency or speed uh, infinitely. They could change it by small increments. These things all put put out a terrible amount of dirty electricity and. I've been to houses where people are sick, and it's the dirty electricity is coming from the variable speed drive on a, on a water pump under the ground, or from an air conditioner. Air conditioner motors have them. I was horrified a couple months ago to find that they're now putting them on the motors on appliances. Your 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 washer, your dryer, your refrigerator can make you sick. But anyway, so the, like I say, it's just getting worse. And I just hope we can ed- educate people and the industry to. And the government, the people who should be paying attention to this don't. Like, I mean, the cell towers make you sick. The cell phones give you brain cancer. And, uh, and uh, okay, you ask another question. I'm talking too much. No, I, I love it, though. It's great. It's This is important stuff. So I guess to go off of the washer and dryer and things like that, I mean, if you have those in your home, is the safest thing that you can do is unplug those when they're not in use? Well, basically, the the, the motors. Uh, well, yeah, that's always the safest thing. But or if you can shut the, the that circuit off. But uh, the the motors, like I've been, I'm going to go see a woman who's was driven out of her home by a variable frequency drive on the water pump, 400 feet in the ground. But the only time you saw the dirt in her house was when it was pumping water. See, so see, when it wasn't pumping. When the water pump wasn't on, it was there was no dirt in her house, and it was just incredible amounts of dirty electricity getting put into the ground. Uh, she had a big orchard, and people who were watering the orchard uh, were getting sick going in, and she got sick, moved out of, into her garage in a truck, slept in a camper. Then her cat and dog almost died, so she moved into a motel, and she's been out of her since. She's going to sell a place if she can, but she doesn't want to sell it because she's afraid. People moving with kids or pets, and they'll get sick too. Right? Can I ask so, what are the? Can I ask what would you notice if if you think without testing anything? I guess it's kind of silly, but what would you notice if you were living in, say, an apartment complex or somewhere that had dirty electricity in your living area? What would you feel like? First thing you'd notice would be AM radio interference, and if you were electrosensitive, you get sick. I mean, the first symptom that people get is insomnia. Okay, they can't sleep. They get terrible headaches. Some some of them get nausea. Well, let me tell you, this guy I work with who taught me everything I know about electricity, Dave Stetzer, he's an electrician who knows a lot about electronics from 
from his time in, in the war. Uh, he was trained in it. He came home from a, a European trip and walked into his house, which he had cleaned up with filters because he's electrosensitive, and he started vomiting. I mean, he knew right away there was a lot of... That's how he responds. He breaks out in a rash and, and pukes. And he so he knew something was up. So the next... He, he traced it to a neighbor's house down the block. The guy had a, it's a neighborhood with nice houses, and the guy had an indoor swimming pool, and he put a variable frequency water pump on, on his uh, indoor swimming pool. So Stetcher, you know, measured, found out where it was coming from, and had the guy shut shut the pump off, and and he was okay. So the guy replaced the pump, being a friend of his, and went back to the old old style pump. But uh, I'm going to court next Monday for a woman who who they're they're trying to get her to pay for the the pump that drove her out of her house. You know, God. Wow. Amazing. Now, the first thing you'd notice, the only thing you might notice is AM radio interference. Most people don't feel, I don't feel this stuff when I go into a place. Smart meters make a lot of people sick. I don't feel them. I've been with electrosensitives who can pick, pick up a, a cell tower that I can't see. My equipment sees it, of course, but most people don't feel it. But it gets to you. Your body reacts to it. If you, you go into these environments, your blood sugar goes up. When we we clean up the house and lower the dirty electricity, diabetics have to, who take insulin have to readjust their insulin requirements because they're a whole lot less. And uh, in the schools we've cleaned up, uh, you know, well, in the schools, I mean, the teachers had brain fog. I couldn't remember the kids' names. The kids had bad asthma. I mean, 37 of them used inhalers for asthma in this Wisconsin school. When the school got cleaned up, only three of them still needed it. The teacher who, who uh, precipitated the investigation, she had uh, lesions in her brain characteristic of multiple sclerosis. It was, you know, at death's door. They cleaned up the school, and she got healthy, lost her brain lesions, got married, and had a kid. I mean, wow. You know, and she uses cell phones, and they don't bother her. But uh, if she gets into a dirty electricity environment in the, where the frequencies are in the kilohertz range, like 50 to 100, or say zero to say 10 to 100 kilohertz, she gets dreadfully ill. Uh, and I'll tell you another anecdote about sensitivity. Stetzer knows he's electrosensitive. And Wisconsin had a lot of snow, and he was outside plowing, plowing. He backed up to the smart meter on his building, and uh, Got too close to it and uh, and started vomiting. And then he realized he was too close to the meter. Now he's got a he he's got some stuff he bought from Germany that he puts on his inside wall that reflects the stuff back out. And then, so inside the building he's okay, but outside he wasn't paying attention. Got too close to a smart meter and made him sick. Yeah, that's. And I know. I know. No, I know dozens of people who've had to leave their homes in California uh, because of. The smart meters made them sick. Many of them didn't know what was going on until they got dreadfully ill, and then they found out they had a new meter that was doing it. And, uh, and they, these cause a hell of a problem with pacemakers and electronic implants like for Parkinson's disease or for insulin pumps. They cause malfunction in those things. Yeah, can you explain? And, uh, can you explain what the difference between the old style of meters are compared to the new smart meters if people don't know about those yet? Yeah, okay, you look at the you look at your old meter, it's got a wheel that turns. All it is, it's attached to an electric motor. Now electricity that comes to your house, goes through the motor, it turns that wheel, and that wheel is geared 
to little dials that read electric electricity. It's a simple, wonderful, clean system. The new ones, they've got a switching power supply in them to change because they're transmitters. They transmit the information back to the substation or to intermediate houses or to other smart meters. And the switching power supplies interrupt the current flow. They make a ton of dirty electricity. And then, then these things have up to three microwave transmitters at different frequencies to do tr the transmission. So not only are they making dirty electricity with the switching power supply, but they're they're making it uh, they're putting out high frequency microwaves in the megahertz and gigahertz range. So they're they're horrible. I mean, they just we don't need them. They burn. They're inaccurate. They don't measure electricity properly. There's house fires on account of them. They make people terribly ill. The other thing they do is I've been into uh, developments where every house has got one, and they put a lot of more dirty electricity into the ground. Each one puts a little bit. When you've got 70 million of them, 7 million of them in California, there's whole areas where the, the dirty electricity in the ground is 5 volts and higher. Wow. So I guess my question for just living in the home or working in an office cubicle or something like that, what is the safest or most important step to take? Okay, well, first get rid of any identified source of dirty electricity. And uh, they are dimmer switches. You don't want those. Compact fluorescent lights are horrible. Uh, the worst one I find in most houses are DECT phones. They're cordless phones that say D-E-C-T on them, digital enhanced cordless telephones. The base of that thing puts out RF 24-7. Baby monitors are bad. Variable speed drives are bad. Uh, you, you know, you, you put your microwave on and put an AM radio near it, and it just screams. And, so, and you'd be surprised to find out it screams like 20 feet out from this silly thing. Wow. So don't stand at your microwave and watch the food bubble because it's bubbling your brain. Uh, and, and offices, the other things that, are, that cause these kinds of problems are the copy machines are big sources of this. And, uh, you know... If, if you can avoid using a copy machine, you know, do it. And computers, uh, you don't want to sit too close to one, especially in an office that's got 20 or 30 of them. So you what, try to get away from Okay, so what is the worst part on the computer? Is it the screen? Is it where the hard drive is no, itself? No, no, no. You, you, put, you put your AM radio near your computer, and you can move it around. i got a laptop now, but... Uh, you, you'll find under that uh, in the base base unit of, the, of these of the tower, there's a there's a thing that generates the dirty electricity, a switching power supply, because they all run on on DC to, uh, on direct current too. And they they can't buy that from the utility. Right. So should I just put the the AM radio on any certain station, or put it on a clear station? No, no. Put turn it off station, or on, put it on a weak station, and. And, and you know, and you can do that in your truck or your car when you drive around. Put it on AM, and and I guarantee if you drive around the city, you're going to find hundreds of places where it just goes. Where you lose it, where you lose even a, a stronger, a weak station. That's how I found the La Quinta school before I even knew it was a bad place. Uh, as I drove down 50th Street in in uh, La Quinta, between for a whole mile between Jefferson and I think it's Washington Street. You get no AM radio reception at all. And I went back and walked it with AM radio in my hand, and I traced it back to a bad substation on 48th Street. I talked to utility people, and they just glazed over and blew me off, said, no, they didn't know what I was talking about. 
And well, actually, at the school, I mean, they denied it, and I couldn't get anybody to, to do anything about it. I did get the California Health Department to measure it, but they checked it out and, and wouldn't. They agreed that there was too much cancer. They agreed that dirt electricity was high, but they wouldn't say that A caused B. So the, most of the teachers there who knew what was going on, they quit, retired, went elsewhere. But they hired a new cadre of teachers, all of whom were getting exposed. And the really nasty thing is I, I've had a- anecdotal reports of three or four cancer cases of thyroid cancer, and the, the kids who went to school there 20 years ago, now they're, in their, they're getting be in their 20s and 30s. And uh, they're getting it. There's another school down there I, I tried to stick my nose into this year, Malibu High School, an affluent neighborhood. Uh, they had a classic epidemic of dirty electricity illness. The kids were sick. The teachers were sick. They had cancer in some of the teachers. And I knew exactly what it was, and I knew exactly what to do about it. But uh, you think I could get my foot in the door? They, I offered to do it for nothing. They go over there for free and spend 5000 bucks of my own money to filter the place and and uh, on a trial basis, and I guaranteed them that everybody feel better. And uh, they said, no, thank you. What happens is their attorneys are dead, dreadfully afraid that if they admit they got a problem, they're going to get sued and have to pay off the cancer cases. And, it, and it's not just that school. It's all schools. <clears throat> the California Teachers Association has had a massive long-term study of cancer in their, in their teachers. They have all the excess cancers that I see in and teachers everywhere, and uh, the California Teachers Association went to a thing about it, and the health department in California has done a number of studies, all of which show this, and they won't acknowledge that it's an exogenous problem either. You could easily pick up the, pick out the schools where the problem is just by measuring them and fix them, but it's too easy, and it, 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 and it might, might require some lawsuits. But anyway, so I'm kind of disappointed and discouraged that, you know, at the bottom line is what drives this country. And there's so much pollute, so much corruption at every level of government and health departments and FCC. And, and nobody really cares except I care. And, uh, and you can care and try to clean up your own environment. But it's hard to do it without the government government backing when they allow these devices to come out without any health testing, you know, cell phones and laptops and they got kids using them. And I think the epidemic of suicide in Afghanistan and Iraq is due to dirty electricity from the, the generators that they use to, air, to do all the air conditioning over there. And most diesel generators are dirty. And that's why, if you read my paper about diabetes and obesity, are highest in places in the world that are off grid and have these this kind of electric service, you know, diesel fire generators. They spend. They spent $20 billion a year on fuel oil to air condition our troops in, in Afghanistan and Iraq when the wars were going on. That is incredible. That's I've never heard that. I never would have thought of that. Well, so I talked to a guy named Oren Miller, who's a building biology guy, and he's in Los Angeles. Yeah, he, he, he brought about 10, 10 of his buddies over to my house when I was in California, and I put on a show-and-tell for them for half, two or three hours. Yeah, well, see, so what he told me is that if you're in a concrete building, that you're pretty much safe from uh, EMF. So is dirty electricity and EMF, are those two separate things? Are you still in danger? I know. What you're, what you're safe from is the microwave stuff coming from outside. From cell phone towers because, and stuff you know, like you that. Because, rebar in the walls, okay? We've got rebar 
A Faraday cage is just a dev- uh, well. You know, when you drive across a bridge with your AM radio on, AM radio, AM radio disappears because the bridge is intercepting and diverting the radio waves. So we we take advantage of that principle in houses, and you can buy Faraday cages that you hang over your bed, and it's just a, a wire mesh deal like a parachute <laughs> fits over your bed and you ground it. So it runs the the RF come the microwaves coming from outside into the ground, but if uh, if you got dirty electricity coming in through the wires, and it will come in through the wires, through the gra- your ground wires, and because your house is a ground, and if you generate it within the building from devices that make dirty electricity, it spreads throughout the building. And, and most office buildings I've been in, uh, you know, I've been in law offices, you know, for testimony and stuff. And what happens is uh, they're all hot. They've got compact fluorescent lights. They've got uh, they've got other they got copy machines. They've got uh, all all sorts of stuff that uh, generates dirty electricity in the building, and it spreads throughout the building. In, in fact, uh, and I was in a law office uh, in a high rise, and they were getting the dirty electricity from their own machines, their computers, and but they're also uh, getting there were microwave towers on the roof, transmitters, and. Uh, they're getting all that stuff too. So I, I find high-rise office buildings uh, to be very, very dirty places, and that's why office workers and secretaries have high cancer rates. Incredible. So, are the fluorescent bulbs any safer? The the long no. tube fluorescents oh, no. compared fluorescent to the curly? Are bad. Uh, the the, the bulb, some bulb, the all incandescent bulbs are fine. You know the, but they're the ones that are getting phased out. Some of the LEDs are okay, but some aren't. So you really got to know what you're, you're checking. You can check them with an AM radio. If it if it buzzes, it's they're they're dirty. Okay, so I could take the because I'm going to get an AM radio after this show, and I can go up and hold it up. I'll to... tell you which one to get. Get a get a fifteen dollar uh, Radio Shack tw- model twelve dash five eight six. I got that little one. I love it. It's just it it's broadband. It's cheap. It works. And uh, just turn throw the switch to AM and. Tune it off station so you get a little bit of white noise, and then when you get near a, a dirt electricity source, it'll it'll tell you right away what it is. You know. Okay. Yeah, I see the the Radio Shack. They have this other one. It's an AM FM WX with a. It's a crank, but it also has a battery. It's the twenty five seventy six. Do you know anything about that one? I don't. I just bought that one because it was cheap and it's worked good for me all these years. Wow. Okay. I fits in my my Soulscope case. I carry it with me wherever I go. It's one of the first things I do in a house is I go around with that. Then I go around with the RF meter, which uh, which measures radio frequency, looking for hidden sources of radio frequency radiation, which is high frequency stuff, which the AM radio won't pick up. See, because it's too high. Right. But. Then, then, uh, then I use an oscilloscope. I plug it in, plug into an outlet to measure the dirty electricity in the wiring. Like in my house, in my condo, and I've done it here too. If I plug in something I know makes dirty electricity, I can trace it from outlet to outlet throughout the whole house. And the appliance plugged into one outlet that's making dirt sends it throughout the whole house. It's not as strong as the other outlets, but it's there. Right. So what do you recommend I do? I'm going to be moving into a new apartment here in a few months, and I'm concerned about it. And it's going to have a washer and dryer, a refrigerator. Uh, I use Ethernet. I use hardwired Internet at least. I don't have the Wi-Fi going. But what should someone in my situation or anybody, 
what should they do to make their at least inside of their home safe? Maybe the outside world. Will oh, never okay, be well, safe. I, what you do is you you do the AM radio stick I told you about. Go around and see what's there. The other thing you want to do is uh, invest. I think it's ninety bucks. Buy a Stetzer microsearch meter. Stetzer Electric sells them. The only place you can get them from. You plug it in, and and it gives you a digital readout. It's an ingenious device. It measures the dirty electricity. It measures the rate of change of voltage over time, DVDT. And if it's 50 or less, you're home free. If it's higher than that, and it's going to be higher near your computer, in your computer outlets, he, he, he sells filters you can plug in to, to, to get that number down to 50 or below. We find with electrosensitives that I've actually talked to people who have, have smart meters in their houses who whose symptoms improved once they filtered out the dirt that the smart meter was putting into the house wiring. And what are those filters so that, called? That, pardon? What are the filters called? Microsurge, M-I-C-R-O-S-U-R-G-E, microsurge meter, meters. Now just go to the Stetzer Electric website and you read the whole story. You read references to my work and Magda Havis's work and and the cow work that Stetzer actually did the work, uh, measured you know, a thousand cows for a couple of years, thinking where they get a daily milk production and showed he could actually tell you which harmonics and which frequencies caused the cows the most problems. That's incredible. Uh, to, uh, another little anecdote, he uh, cleaned up a school someplace in Minnesota or Wisconsin, and about a week later, this dairy farmer comes driving up to his office and said, what the hell did you do back there? He, he said, well, you know, he just cleaned up the school. Well, this guy was about five miles from the school, and the day Stetzer cleaned the school up, uh, his cows started giving 10 pounds more milk each a day. <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, they get paid by the pound. So by getting the dirty electricity out from the school, shorted out, that's what the filters do, they shorted out. Uh, the the dirt that was going in the ground that was disturbing the cows was reduced. Now, there's a bunch of dairy farms he took me to last time I was there where they have a oscilloscope set up on their premises, and they've got them wired into, grouted into the, the ground in the milking stalls, the concrete. And so anytime the bad stuff comes in, they know immediately what's going on. They can address it before the cows stop giving milk or abort or get sick. Right, yeah. There's... But hey, look, if it bothers cows, it bothers people. Let's face it. Say that again? If it makes cows sick, it makes people sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I wanted to ask about the – if you know about these other uh, so-called dirty electricity filters that are made by Green Wave International, and it's just something you plug into the wall, and then it has its own plug to where you would plug yeah, whatever you need to use. I, I've, I've, I looked at those. Well, one thing you want to notice is they're not under Underwriters Lab approved, mm. number one. Uh, I took took one apart, and they're not, they're not as herky. They're not as heavily – built as uh, Stetzer's. I don't, I don't know how they work or if they work as well, but if you guys stay with a winner, that's my, my feeling. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So I see that you know, um... you know, it cost him a ton and a whole lot of work to get underwriters lab approval, and uh, he's got that. And I talked to the Greenwave people. They claimed they had it, but then I, I, I called uh, underwriters and, and gave them the specs, and they said, no, it's, they're not approved. 
Wow. Okay, so the idea behind this, the, the Stetserizer filter, there's no actual wall outlet in that. So you plug that into your wall outlet, and then for that whole little grid, whether it's two outlets or four outlets, it protects all those outlets from dirty electricity. Is that right? Yeah, no, it, it, it protects it protects that that part of that loop of your your wiring in the house okay so, like, it, so, so you got to be careful cuz in some places that the two outlets on a vertical plug belong to different different wiring schemes so you got to measure both of them and the other thing if you need more than one filter i just get a like under my computer i got a plug strip with uh, i got one two filters plugged into it and four others you know my printer and and uh, and other stuff plugged in, so you can you can actually you you get a plug strip, and and put one or two filters in it, and it'll cover all those outlets. Really, that's awesome. Okay, that that's exciting. I mean, I'm glad that we do have options. So you know something I notice when I go out to the country, away from all the cell phone towers, I have much more energy. I have less brain fog, and I just feel more at ease, less anxiety, and different things like that. Is there any way that we can be out in the city and not experience these symptoms? From I mean, from the place that I'm, I am now compared to the new place, I'm going to be getting rid of like 200 towers within a four-mile radius of my house at my new place compared to this place I'm at now. Well, in a word, if you you, you feel it, and you feel the difference between country and city. There's nothing you can do in a city unless you walked around uh, in, a, in a Faraday cage. I mean, there's no way. A tinfoil hat and had your whole body grounded like, like high wire workers. No, there's just no way you can do it. I mean, just it's avoidance is all we have now. Mm-hmm. And there, there's a really scary study I talk about in a book. Uh, this woman named Dodi, D-O-D-E, in Brazil, she studied all the cancer deaths and in the big city down there, by distance from the cell tower base. And she showed that the closer you were to the cell tower, the higher your cancer incidence was, uh, out to 500 meters. Now, I tell you, that's not the, the radio frequency or microwaves coming off the tower, because that, that declines by the square of the distance. It's got to be the dirty electricity from the, the tower base running through the ground and the wires out that far. And uh, and and, and I, so I wrote back and said, "Hey, don't just do the cancers; do everything, like depression and suicide and and all the other symptoms, like brain fog." I mean, this one school, the teachers couldn't remember their kids' names. Speaking of schools, I I put filters in one classroom in a little elementary school with a cell tower right next door to the forty feet from that classroom. They had a cell tower on the, this elementary school campus, and every firehouse in Livers. Riverside County's got a damn cell tower on it. Knows it's going to kill all the firemen. But anyway, these kids were hyperactive. They were jumping around like popcorn. You plug the filters in, and they just calmed right down within 45 minutes. The teacher was smarter than I was. Uh, I put the filters on on a Friday. And next week, she called me and said, "Hey, no, the kids are remarkably calm and teachable." Except on Wednesday. I said, what happened on Wednesday? She said, well, they went to the library. I said, well, there's your answer. But what she did is she pulled the filters in and out, she unplugged them and put them back in, and she timed it. She could change their behavior within an hour wow. just by by, get, by shorting out the dirt. You know, there's a, there's a paper. Uh, there's a, actually a book called Health and Light written by John Ott. 
he did that stop motion photography for Disney. Showed flowers blooming over time, and that he had a couple. Had a school in Sarasota, Florida, without without windows, and had fluorescent lights. And he knew that the lights were causing the kids problems. He he took movies of them in, in classrooms with the the old fluorescent lights, and then he put metal filters in front of the other another other rooms and had them grounded. So he got rid of the dirt. He was intercepting the bad stuff, and he could show dramatic differences in behavior of the kids way back in the fifties. So you know, there's nothing new about this. That's and this, this epidemic of cancer started started way back with Edison, because by the turn of the century, if you lived in a rural area in this country without electricity, you were living 25 years longer, you know, than if you were living in an electrified city. And the cancer rates were were four or five, ten times higher, and diabetes higher. Uh, diabetes is really tied to this, so is obesity. You know, the, the Amish, who don't use electricity, there's one, one group that studies about 2,000 Amish, that took care of 2,000 Amish families. In the 20 years they were looking at them, they never saw a fat Amish kid, no obesity, no ADHD in the kids. So how do you like that? Yeah, they were probably eating better food, too. Uh, hey, hey, look, people eat food all over the world. All you've got to do is make them sick is expose them to this stuff. Amish eat nice, greasy stuff, lots of meat, lots of gravies. I love their sweets and their pies and their preserves. <laughs> that is true, yeah. So so the company that I work at, I work at a nutrition company, and right behind our, our place, it's almost connected to the building. There's about maybe a 120-foot cell phone tower, and... So our building's concrete, and then we have about 30 people inside the concrete building that are in little offices. How much is that affecting people even inside the building through the concrete? Because the Orem guy, he says that you're safe from concrete, but I don't know. Hey, hey, hey you're, you're safe from the microwaves, but you're not safe from the, the stuff coming out of the base. I'm telling you, I've been in in dozens and dozens of high-rise office buildings. and uh, Yeah. And they're not safe. They're, the dirty electricity levels are off scale. The microwave levels aren't that bad, unless they got wireless routers in their, their rooms. If they got wireless routers, they got high, high RF. You know, right? If, if they got land, wireless land setups, they're they're, uh, you know. So he's wrong. I mean, our, the outside microwaves aren't going to come penetrate the walls. But I'll tell you the. The other stuff is, uh, is it's there. It's coming from inside, or it's, or it's coming from the ceiling. I've been in, in tenth floor offices in a twelve story building, and you can pick up the microwaves from the, the antennas on the roof, just like, like, like you're standing right next to them. Wow. So if we put in, so if we, if if I go and and talk with my boss and I get him to put the filters in every uh, strip, power strip that all the different offices have. Will that be? Well, yeah, what you'd want to do is you want to get the meter and measure them first. If they're 50 or lower, you don't have to do anything. But if I guarantee you, if you, if you, if you did, did what you said and got the levels down to 50 throughout the building, their health insurance rates will go down. I mean, the health insurance usage will go down. People will feel better. They, they, won't be, they won't be as tired, and, and they, they'll function better. And, and Hey, I've seen it in enough schools and houses to know that if you get rid of what's causing the problem, people get healthier. Right.
so if so I'm gonna so I can get this micro surge meter here and I can measure that. And anybody listening, they can get that meter too and measure it. And you would want to measure because you know there's probably fifty outlets. You would want to measure each outlet and test them individually, and then just kind of make a note. Yeah, what, ha- what happens is as you clean the clean the place up and you start putting filters in, like it, since the whole whole grid is connected, you know you'll find that uh, that the other, the other filters, the other outlets that were high will get lower. It's just when you put filters in other parts of the house, like I get a, this house I'm in here, it's it's got eight filters from the whole house, and uh, my condo's got about ten down south. And, uh, and I, I probably have 25 outlets. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is – oh, man. I wish we had two hours to talk about this, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time today. What what other steps besides distance can we do inside the home uh, other than the filters and the getting the getting the numbers down? Are we going to be – Well, well, if you have a smart meter, you can, you can buy some stuff to slap on your wall to reflect it outwards, but it's kind of tricky. Uh, the one thing people could do is just read my book. A lot of this is in there. A lot of the references to what to do and how to do it are there, and uh, they can get all the good news and maybe help their lives and take care of their kids. And, and take the cell phones away from the little kids and uh, get rid of the wireless routers in the house. Get rid of the compact fluorescent lights. Don't buy an air conditioner that's got a or a f- new furnace fan that's got a variable frequency drive on it. And, and a lot of the new appliances transmit microwaves constantly, so be careful about those. Go to the store and have them plug it in and, and, and check that it doesn't make your AM radio howl. Or, or <clears throat> ask them if the, they have these smart appliances that communicate with a smart meter. Those are bad. Wow. And they're never, never off. And you can't disable them. Right. Well, is there anything else that you think people should know? I mean, this is a, a very huge and, and mind-blowing topic, and I wish I could get you on the nightly news with Peter Jennings or something. I mean, it's ridiculous that hey, this— Hey, don't, don't you think uh, I've written all those people, 60 Minutes, Oprah, the, the, the Dr. Oz, and all those people to try to get this in the mainstream. And, hey, let's face it, GE owns NBC. NBC, you know, you're not, it's not going to happen. And uh, the pharmaceutical companies are—I mean, they'd lose a ton. I mean, they're—they're they're treating all these illnesses. They treat insomnia. They treat depression. They—they they treat agitation. I think all this school shooting is due to this stuff too. I think it drives kids nuts and uh, and makes them aggressive and changes their adrenal hormone levels and. Okay, but I could go on forever. So, hey, it's been fun talking to you, and uh, maybe we could do it again sometime. Oh, likewise. I'd love to. I sh- I'll call you tomorrow. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> well, thanks. Take- yeah, th- thank you for your time, and uh, I- I'll definitely be in touch with you in uh, maybe a couple months or so later on in the summer. I'd love to talk more about this and uh, maybe give you some updates because I'm going to take this this stuff seriously and start applying it at the office and see what happens. So I appreciate it so much. Okay, great. But if you apply it, kind of do informal surveys before and after, so and and because uh, people sure sure know that they're like I, I I got rid of a lady's deck phone and she slept for the first night in months, and she stopped taking her Prozac and she stopped seeing the neurosurgeon that was going to cut her back that was hurting her. All all those things got better just by removing a, a single deck phone base Good. by her phone. Wow, that's no oh, that happened. It's all the time. That's incredible. Good luck. Oh, well, thank nice you. Talking to you. Yeah, you too. Have bye. a good night. Bye. You too. Bye. All right, bye.
All right, folks, what does that make it? Number four now of doctors that have said that diet and fitness is not the biggest key player in health. It's amazing to me because it feels like the mainstream health recommendation industry of books and apps and ebooks and all of this stuff, everybody is so focused on diet and fitness and, and everyone becomes so obsessed with different things like eating vegetarian, eating paleo, eating this, eating that, drinking this. Oh, look at my superfood smoothies and all that stuff. But in reality, that stuff is basically chump change to the bigger picture of healthier. So what I need is your help to get this information out to people. And y'all are one of the best audiences out there, in my opinion, as far as being tuned in and very loyal to help me out. So what I need is to stay in the top of the health charts to get the true information about what affects health, not just a little, you know, kind of uh, fun and cute ways to help people. We need to really help people. And with your reviews in iTunes, that's how we can do it. So go to iTunes. I know you hear this all the time, but you just skip past it. Please, please, please go to iTunes. All right, so you see my show. There's a ratings and reviews tab. You click that tab, you add stars, type a subject, Type your review, boom, submit, done. That's all you have to do. And when I get a bunch of reviews, it'll push me to the top of the health charts again. I've topped out somewhere in like the top 15 before, but I would really love to get closer to that top 10 spot because there's so many more people that are going to view this and listen to this. And then it's going to make all other information almost irrelevant because – People are not getting results. Just like Dr. Alan Christensen said a few episodes back, people are fat and sick, and it has nothing to do with diet or exercise. And he's trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Well, this is what the hell's going on. So it's amazing that so many people don't have the right glasses to put on to look at the world in this certain way because everything around us does affect us. So I'm glad that you've been able to get this information as well as me. This has been very mind-blowing and interesting. So I'm actually doing a lot of testing at my house right now as far as these filters and cleaning up the electrical and magnetic fields. So I'm using an external keyboard now for my laptop after doing some tests here on the keyboard, finding that it puts off close to 5 to 10 milligauss. And I believe I'm starting to actually get some more sensitivity to it, unfortunately, to where I can get some headaches from places that have too much Wi-Fi and things like that because you know, supposedly once you are sensitive and become sensitive that it's hard to not be sensitive again, almost like a food intolerance or something. So anyway, we'll see what happens. I'll be looking for the reviews. Let's get this up to the top of the charts. Share it with your friends and family. Tell anybody and everybody, please get this episode out there. If it's one episode of my whole show that gets to them, it should be this one. So thanks for tuning in and I'll be talking to you next week. Take care. Bye. He acts like it's a good yeah, like everything's cool. Kiss a girl and I never please her. She doesn't have a clue that these terrible clues. Why I'm in a tie, I gotta watch out, girl. Don't wanna see her by her eyes out, girl. Cause I've been watching, you've been hurting.